This is Forum. I'm John Michaels, Public Affairs Radio Director since 1977, the longest-running radio talk show interview host, I guess, in Sioux Falls radio history now. I'm just plain old. But we're talking to, I think, a very important group and a good example here, uh, Craig Severson, founder, and Sam Gotham, a board member of Helping Kids Around First. I saw you out at the Canaries, and you had a Nicaragua shirt on. And very briefly, uh, uh, from a farming community of Flandreau, you're doing international work. Uh, and we talked earlier when I said, if you saw the, the movie Sound of uh, Freedom about kids, well, you might say, well, what can I do in South Dakota? Well, here's a good example. Uh, I guess, Craig, first of all, tell us what Helping Kids Around First, how it got started and what it is. Thanks, John. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, Sixteen years ago, the idea came from a friend of ours, Lee Bjorkman, baseball player, Fran Farmer from Arlington that he took baseballs down in Nicaragua each year through a church and that led to some thinking and so we started gathering baseball equipment annually making one trip a year starting back in 2008. We'd find kids that uh, didn't have any gloves, bats, balls, catcher's gear and it's pretty easy because none of the kids do in general. Um, It's the poorest country in Latin America Nicaragua is and so um, everything started with our organization with baseball and softball in Nicaragua, what's happened is that can't provide everything in life. And so we expanded into uh, many other areas, healthcare and farming, food security, healthcare, sports, and um, wherever the needs took us, we just accepted them. Well, like in everything, there's politics. So we have to be uh, a little bit careful about what we say uh, in the sense. But what is your connection with Nicaragua personally? I traveled there in my younger days. First time, I'm a terrible surfer, but I was on the surf trail there back, back in the '70s. Uh, that was my first experience, and um, I spent time there during the war in the 1980s, um, picking cotton with elderly people and little kids as a way to um, get involved. And then something clicked that that trip. Uh, I play baseball. Our family's a baseball family, and I pitched, and the Nicaraguans learned that we had some baseball players on that trip. So we had a game, and before the game, we went to a garage in the center of a town of Apostoli, about 1,000 people, and we got the equipment for the game. Baseball is the number one sport in Nicaragua. It's everything. Number two is a long ways away, and there were uh, nine gloves, one ball, and one bat for the whole town. That made an impression in the back of my mind, and that's what eventually led to the work in Nicaragua. Well, I first met you uh, at the Canaries. I think we've had some players from Nicaragua in, in the United States, haven't we? The most famous Nicaraguan that's ever played 22 years in the major leagues, Dennis Martinez. Mm-hmm. He's one of 15 players all time in the majors that's thrown a perfect game. He's called El Presidente in Nicaragua. He's the king. Yeah. Well, music is, you know, says things that you can't say in words, but sports, I think, um, transpires borders. Um, Sam Gotham, uh, you're a board member. What got you involved with the uh, Helping Kids Around First? Yeah, thanks for having me here today. Um, I uh, was a business and Spanish major at Augie, and so between my junior and senior year, uh, studied abroad down in Costa Rica, Nicaragua, and uh, playing baseball at Augie, I also played with uh, Brett's son or Craig's son Brett and I had just gotten back it was my senior year 
and I got to know Craig a little bit. And uh, our coach had gone down, uh, Tim Huber, with Craig to bring equipment down there. And when Craig found out that I had been down there for a couple months, uh, summer of 2012, I just kind of generally asked if I wanted to get more involved and um, said absolutely, not really knowing what that meant. Uh, and it led to uh, kind of the, the development of helping kids around first and, and everything we're doing today. At the time, it was just, like Craig said, bringing equipment down there, teaching camps and clinics in these communities. Um, and now it's grown to agriculture, healthcare. Again, we can't talk about politics, but uh, Nicaragua is a beautiful country. Uh, you went there for the waves uh, in the beginning, but uh, kids are kids no matter where they're from. They're just kids. The best example I can think of, even topping baseball would be an example once we brought in northwest Nicaragua to a new community that we were going to donate baseball equipment to, and the games were ongoing. These kids were anywhere from 7 and 8 up to 18, and um, we've now become the habit through the years. I don't know why, but we'd start bringing cake and drinks to the ball games. It something happened. It became tradition. And what I learned as kids are kids here in the U.S., anywhere in the world, including Nicaragua, when the cake came out, every kid in the field who had just had new equipment that was playing a ball game in their top sport quit and ran over to where the cake was being served. So um, kids are kids. That's universal. I'm lucky to be born in Sioux Falls. I can't imagine I could have been born in Nicaragua or Sudan or Congo or um, places. This, these kids didn't have a choice. They didn't have a choice who their parents were going to be. And hope is only defined when things are hopeless, is what I have said many times on this program. But uh, through the ability of sports, you've been able to give these kids some hope. Absolutely. And I think it's it's that's what ultimately led to kind of branching out beyond baseball and softball is, you know, you give these kids a, a bat and a ball and, and they're happy while you're there, but you can't work with the kids and their families in these communities and not see the other needs that they have. And I think Craig's agricultural background led to uh, kind of uh, some of the, the digging of the wells and the teaching of the uh, farming practices and some pretty basic stuff that uh, uh, really led to uh, a tremendous improvement uh, kind of in the, the nutritional aspect and then we've gotten into healthcare since then and uh, yeah i mean it's the, the you see these smiles on these kids faces and you want to help as much as you can sam gotham board member and greg sievertson uh founder and surfer and flandrew farmer your, your kids do most of the farming now but how our farming community in south dakota now has been able to get a toehold uh, way in to nicaragua most other people wouldn't because of sports you like I say, been able to open that door, and uh, like I say, I think you mentioned X-ray machine even. Yeah, we're in the healthcare world too. A baseball player, a friend of mine, both opponent and uh, and teammate, long time ago, called and asked one time, "Can we use a hospital?" And he had known we were taking down toiletries, soap, shampoo. In his mind, that was healthcare, which I guess maybe, maybe it is. Um, so you face questions along the way. We accepted a hospital, and that started our world in uh, in healthcare business. And um, and then it, as you get involved in every project that we are 
pretty soon you're doing medical missions and dental missions and um, and equipment's coming from around the United States. Yesterday, five men from then feed just one in Lamar's, Iowa, um, NGO, nonprofits. They brought up uh, an x-ray machine that um, just the latest in a long line of equipment will send to uh, public hospitals in Nicaragua. So you have an opportunity for people listening if they would like to send something to Nicaragua. You would be open to working with them maybe on that. As it's turned out, things show up on our farm now all the time. You don't say no to hardly anything, and that would be from... You know, there were some there were some things from Del Rapids um, Hospital that showed up yesterday too. As, a, as I think every day, almost there's something. So whether it be medical equipment, um, it can be baseball, softball equipment, uniforms. We don't turn down anything. Um, we've hauled clothes, shoes. Um, we haul food now, internationally in Africa and also in uh, Latin America. So um, there's a lot of ways one can be involved to to make things better for those that were born with a short straw. We've actually formed a league uh, for the kids so that they can actually play like, you know, they, they've got their own teams. And that teaches them a lot, too. Uh, it teaches, first of all, it's America's sport, so it teaches them something about America. Absolutely. Uh, I think it's, uh, you know, you almost take for granted growing up here and all the opportunities to play sport, whatever it is. Uh, play on a team and learn all, learn all those you know life lessons. A lot of these kids don't have that opportunity or wouldn't have had that opportunity um, if not for uh, kind of the work that's being done. Well, I'm looking at the July 11th Brookings Register and a front page article is called Striking Out Hunger. You were going to send a uh, container, uh, I think 56,000 pounds of food. Uh, they wouldn't let you ship it to Nicaragua, but you shipped it to Sudan. That's currently, we've shipped many containers of food and other and medical equipment and baseball equipment to Nicaragua. Currently, regulations change, laws change, conditions change, and one of our basic tenants has been through the years, whatever our warehouses are filled up with, it does nobody any good to have it sit in a warehouse anywhere. So rather than let food sit till the regulations change, we're now taking the the, the latest food shipments to uh, refugee camps in southern Sudan and Chad and Ethiopia. Uh, but that applies also to the medical equipment uh, and to the um, sports equipment. But we also we take down corn shellers to farmers that um, <laughs> take a lot of stuff. And it doesn't do any good not to get it out of here. And, and so um, if it's hard to go someplace, you pivot – you uh, use your contacts, which when you do the work, uh, that's what makes things happen, and, and then you go someplace else. Some of those countries, when they plant corn, it's one seed at a time. That's exactly it. Um, so we ship no tractors, nothing mechanical, no combines, but what we do send is the science, the application, the technology. Um, it all comes from agronomy out of SDSU, South Dakota, Scott Ramsdell, the Founder and president of Dakota Layers, as big a chicken operation and hand laying in South Dakota as there is, he's been the one responsible for all the for all the um, education. First of all, on you don't have to have a tractor to plant, but 
20 people can plant corn, but you have to have the right spacing and the right depth, and we buy hybrid seed, fertilizer, and chemical and safety suits. Um, we um, provide women with chicken projects that um, have from 30 to 700 hens per uh, per project. Again, that comes from SDSU in South Dakota, and the assistance from Scott and his friends that have taught us, but then also uh, those in Nicaragua where we have the farming operations that um, we can, in addition to, we have many irrigation systems. So when you add water and the seed fertilizer and chemical, yes, it'd be nice to have tractors, but we can't do that. But um, we have, we've had yields that used to be 10 bushel an acre when we first started, done their way for a thousand years. And with that training and the and the finances, um, we've had yields to 100 bushel, 130 bushel, 150. We've had 180 bushel an acre. Um, we do test plots. That's the best way to teach, not your words, show them, show people that use your help how you can do this, and they see the results, and you can do it. There's the farmer coming out. <laughs> the Flandreau uh, uh, um farming community and, and just hearing what you've been able to do uh, for people, uh, you know, 7,000 miles away in Sudan and, and you mentioned Ethiopia and that, but getting back to helping kids round first Nicaragua, uh, is that kind of a mountainous type of thing? The farming? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a little different than uh, farming around here. Um, I think the other challenge is the drought and just kind of the lack of consistent uh, rainfall which i think any farmer anywhere can appreciate the challenges that presents um but then like craig said i think obviously you know we're helping with some of the the capital on the on the front end and and buying the right seed and the fertilizer but teaching them to to teach others there i think is really how it's spread and i think the kind of the sustainability component of of the work uh, and the results is what's most encouraging I'd like to add in an example where this blossoms, it flowers, it snowballs. So our farming uh, training and assistance has gone to the Nicaragua Lutheran Church of Faith and Hope. Now we work with many uh, faiths of all kinds, but uh, it just happens. Our, uh, the agronomists and the engineers that we work with from that church is where we do our farming. And so the bishop's family has learned this. And, of course, their, their uh, farming technicians and engineers and agronomists have learned. And so now we have many years where the results have really produced a lot of food for a lot of people. Unbeknownst to us, but we're told after the fact, the bishop of the Nicaragua Lutheran Church and the engineer, by request, traveled to the head of the Lutheran Church in Guatemala. And they spent a week there, and I get goosebumps now, teaching the same SDSU techniques. You can find money on all this, but it's the training, the techniques. How do you grow this? They spent the Lutherans in Guatemala uh, that time teaching the same things that's worked back in uh, uh, back in Nicaragua because when they go to their international conferences, you talk. And next thing you know, just think where that's going to extend, um, not only in Guatemala, but other parts of Central America. To teach is the New Testament. To teach a man to fish. Um, how basic can that get? Talking to 
Greg Severson, founder, Sam Gosson, board member of Helping Kids Around First, talking about Nicaragua. Um, beautiful country, but uh, also beautiful kids. What, what is the population there? Six million. That's a lot of kids, too. It's a lot of kids, that's right. Um, the, is, showing how small a world it is to be coming from Flandreau, um, my um, late uh, sister's husband used to work for South Dakota State University in the uh, the bug lab, as they called it, for yeah. for years. But he invented a uh, a thing that you could walk around and you'd stick it in the ground, and it would plant a seed of corn, and you'd pull the handle on it, and and basically you could just walk and, like a cane and and plant a seed. He, he he sold a lot of those to South America and Nicaragua and that type of thing, and that's still basically how they're doing it. Well, so if we were at a field and. Nicaragua, one of our uh, cornfields, or it could be beans, vegetables are growing, um, whatever the season is. Um, you would have 20 people out, and it might range from two to five acres, or they measure in Monsanas. And five of those people will have a stick, the right mm-hmm. diameter, poking a hole in the ground, and then the rest, little things that we'd never think of here, that you don't plant three and four seeds. When, when it's the old seeds that have been there many generations, the work but when you add in the hybrid seeds, you only need one. And um, all those types of techniques help help. Especially with, with the drought. Um, what is the growing season down there? So it's wet and dry season. It's always going to be dry. It's not a guarantee it's going to be a wet season. So, um, and plus, it's a country that ranges from Caribbean to the Pacific. And so you have and mountainous and some lowlands and vol- a lot of volcanoes. So it's it, it's widely varied. Um, what is the, the usual menu for uh, for a kid in Nicaragua? To eat? Yeah, I think as you might guess, rice and beans are the the, the staple food, and then uh, if they're fortunate, there's something else to go with that, whether it's uh, protein of some sort or any sort of seasoning, uh, salt, uh, etc. How can people listening, if they would like to help? Uh, how can they maybe, uh, what, what's some, what are some things on your wish list? We do take on new projects often. However, just with the projects we have, uh, financing funding is always one way because, um, that's what we do. Um, but it goes much beyond that. Um, if you're talking medical equipment, this has been my opinion. Wheelchairs are pretty important. Uh, canes, walkers, as compared to a tree branch that you might have to use otherwise. Um, so medically, that those are the kind of um, tools that that help um, when your healthcare system isn't like ours. So um, if you break it down, based we don't need more helmets. <laughs> we have thousands, <laughs> but we always people give helmets to the. Uh, Limiting factor, of which we always have to buy some, like we just distributed 21,000 pounds of uh, baseball and softball gear in January of this year. We're always short on gloves and balls, which we purchase. Uh, the good thing is Major League Baseball, we're their representative in Nicaragua. So we get major gifts from uh, Major League Baseball and also their uh, uh, the nonprofit that they support that gives us uh, equipment. But easily the most important are balls and gloves. Because we never have enough. When we, we travel many states and get donations, and it's sent to us, but those are two good examples. Coming from a farming community in Flandreau, and what you can accomplish, 
Sam Gotham, board member, Craig Stevenson, founder, helping kids around first. Uh, what does that name mean to you? Why did you call it that? It's a good question. You know, we uh, uh, back in the day, we just, uh, as we were trying to come up with a name, you know, we kicked around a number of different ideas, and we had the challenge as we started to expand beyond baseball and softball. Uh, you know, we wanted to kind of tie that in, and, and uh, I think it's the kind of the metaphor of helping these kids get one, two first base, get them the food and the ability to, you know, grow and develop. But then there's so much more than that. Um, let's help them move around kind of the, the field, the baseball field, get them, get them back to home plate. And, um, you know, we're doing pretty basic stuff down there and, and that's first base. Um, and so it's just kind of moving them along. And I think that, uh, kind of brings in the, the farming, the nutrition, the healthcare, et cetera. From Flanders, South Dakota. Craig Severson, um, at the Canaries where I first met you a couple right. of weeks ago, you had some people from Nicaragua there? Yes. So Nadia Nabhan, she's an anesthesiologist, and Scarlett Gomez, who's a psychologist. We have uh, our staff in Nicaragua is way above my pay grade uh, back here. But um, so we have tons of volunteers, but we have full-time staff that makes all this work, all this go. And um, uh, an example why they were back here then, number one, they had just come from Vero Beach, Florida, and we compete in the uh, World Regional Major League Baseball RBI program. In one morning, for those that play baseball, the significance, our team from Nicaragua, so we have a baseball academy. We sign kids to Major League contracts when they're 16 years old. Uh, we beat Puerto Rico and Dominican Republic in one morning. That's pretty impossible. And our coaches were those two women. Um, we have trouble getting visas for coaches, so they now take the team. They're trained well back in Nicaragua, but those two women that run our, that run our programs, they don't know baseball so much, but they know how to influence young kids, 13 to 15 years old, and make them into winners and do well. The old Pepsi advertisement back in the 50s even was, if you have them by 15, you've got them for life. Um, if you teach them. Uh, helping kids around first, Greg Severson, founder from Flandreau. Sam, it sounds like you've got staff in Nicaragua. You've got uh, people, contacts all over the country. Um, this, this is uh, the fact that you can begin this on a farm in, in, in South Dakota. Uh, shows that other people, if they if they have have a vision, is to you can accomplish it. Um, we partner with a nonprofit out of Lamar's, Iowa. I'd mentioned earlier that just brought the the um, X ray machine. Then then feed just one. Where that comes from is uh, um, a parable. I don't know if that's the right word. Mother Teresa, mm -hmm. long ago. Um, a really poor man with nothing came and asked her, your mother, Teresa, you help people around the world. What can I do? And her answer was, then feed just one. So you start out with with one, one kid, one person, one baseball. And you brought up twice today um, about the thought of music first, but sports are two things we can discuss here, we can discuss around the world. Not that they don't bring out emotions. They do, but they're not politics. They're not religion. They're generally, if you stay away from local animosity for sports, um, they allow you into places that you couldn't otherwise go to. And that's 
that's how this works is I know for a fact maybe the main reason we're still in Nicaragua is our contacts and being so well known by those in the country that um, are involved with baseball that we're we're part of their culture now that's amazing um there's a lot of families listening that their kids or they they played little league i mean we take it so for granted but to have the gift of what you've given these kids in nicaragua or other places sudan and ethiopia and um they never forget that for the rest of their life yeah, no, and we're hoping that, you know, we can improve their lives and kind of keep that positive spiral going. You mentioned volunteers. Um, some people might say, okay, I'm going to pack a backpack, and I want to go to Nicaragua now. <laughs> uh, what, what do you need for volunteers? You know, we take delegations, um, sometimes more difficult than others, but we do take delegations of it. Uh, I'm there often, every two months, and often take people with me. Um, as far as volunteers back here, we partner with um, then Feed Just One and Kids Against Hunger in Sioux Falls. Mm-hmm. There's opportunities there to pack. They, they pack a million meals a year, and we happen to be the recipient of a few hundred thousand of those meals. But that's that's an obvious way. Um, em, em, employers, uh, business owners have employees go and help pack. In in one evening, you can pack ten or twenty or thirty or forty thousand meals. Augustana packs. There are just so many ways that if you want to help, you can help pack food. Um, the unique part of that venture is you volunteer and you're asked to donate some for the privilege of volunteering to pack the food. It's a little backwards, but it but it works. So that's that's one example. Some people are, are, are bored to death. They're retired, don't have anything to do. Um, I think this is a great thing to look into. How can people get a hold of you, Craig Severson and Sam Gotham, uh, helping kids around first? Uh, you have a website? Yeah, we have. In fact, Sam developed it a long time ago. I developed 1.0. <laughs> We've graduated. But, uh, yeah, helpingkidsaroundfirst.org is the website. We're on uh, Instagram, Facebook. That's been another a big help from uh, Nadia and Scarlett is keeping kind of that more up to date and just sharing all the work that's going on because it's really snowballed and there's a ton. Uh, and so that was something that we uh, had not done that great of a job doing. What's, you know, like I say, with the audience, they never know who's listening. What's the one thing you want to leave them in the last minute we have? I think your point and why you contacted us that I don't care where you're from, your station in life, you can do something for others. We're blessed back here where we live and once you realize that why not share what you can that one baseball or one dollar or for a million people you know it's it's a choice sam you represent a younger generation yeah what would you like to say i think sometimes it's easy to think that uh this is a world away this isn't a problem that affects me but um having now three kids of my own it's universal um, and yeah, to Craig's point, whether it's, you donate a dollar, you donate a ball, you donate a bat to, you know, the possibilities from there are endless. All of it truly helps. And, um, you know, you see the smile on one of these kids face when they get a new glove or a new ball or a new bat and, um, you, you take it for granted. Baseball. That was your Dorian and you've accomplished so much. How many years now? 
Well, this program's been going 16 years. Uh, I'm glad you raised that. Uh, without the baseball community and softball, it's important. Softball is what women play generally in Nicaragua. Yeah, that has to be front and center, just like baseball. But whether it's amateur teams or Little League or um, sporting goods stores, um, teeners, you name it, we 70 university teams give to us. Um, uh, 70. 70, yeah. And um, it, it's just work, and you got to go out and find, but um, they'll get back to you. And um, the baseball community and softball in South Dakota especially is two checks came from last night from the Corn Belt Association uh, baseball. They're starting the districts right now. They donated. I mean, it, you never have to look back more than a day for stuff and money. It just keeps coming. What you're able to accomplish with baseball, softball, over 16 years, it's, it's a good story, and I want people to talk about this when they go to church this morning. Craig Severson, founder, Sam Gotham, board member of Helping Kids Round First. Helping Kids Round, R-O-U-N-D. Well, that's the main thing is that uh, you can, with a vision, uh, I can't imagine the contacts you have, Craig, with uh, over 70 universities donating and all the things that you talk about in that. 70 is, teams. Yeah, and shipping all over, you know, the world, that type of thing. Uh, the things you've been able to do as a farmer from Flandre, we want to thank you very much for being with us on Forum. Thanks so much for the opportunity to be here today, John. Yeah, thanks for having us.